0: We are I. Good morning, everybody. February second, Groundhog Day. What do you think the uh, that little creature is going to tell us? Or are, are we in for a longer winter, or are we going to get right into spring? Um, I don't know about you guys, and you know where you all live, but we've had an extremely mild winter here in BC, and I'm absolutely grateful for that. Um, so I've done a couple, uh, a couple different topics and stuff since I recorded a podcast last and um, they're very synergistic with each other. Uh, the first one is self-worth and the second one is self-awareness. So jumping into the self-worth, this is the one I did on January 29th. Um, I was away for the weekend, that's why I didn't record um, any podcasts and stuff, but the best part about that is is it's given me a lot of time to really think um, of what self-worth means to me. You know, because I just, like everybody else, have a few situations that come up in life, you know, on a, on a daily or every few days um, schedule, just to kind of challenge what you've learned and what you know, what you think you know, and, and how you feel. You know, so one of the questions that was, that was posed as a food for thought for me that I then expanded on was, do you really love yourself? You now I pause for that moment because it's actually a lot heavier than I think it should be. Because why wouldn't we love ourselves? But I think that this is the, the key question to ask. If you pose the question to somebody, do you really love yourself? The first question I had... like, what does that really mean? Because I know we have this real generic surface level idea of what that should mean. But what does that really mean? Does that really mean that you take the time out of your day that, you know, that you just say you love yourself because you can think happy things about yourself? Does that mean that you prioritize the things that you want to do, quote-unquote selfishly want to do for you? whether they include or exclude people. The one part of this day that really, or this concept that really hit home to me, is when we talked about, do you live between too much and not enough? And then I thought, I'm like, I don't live between too much and not enough. I think that would be a great place to live. But I think I live a little bit more in too much or not enough. Because these are some of the skills that I don't think that we're taught about how to really achieve that balance between the two. Because when you're giving something to one thing, you're taking away from the other. So we're taught that when I'm giving, quote unquote, too much, that there's this deficit that I should also subsequently be a little bit guilty about. Like if I choose to go work out and not spend time with my kids, I should feel guilty about that because I should be spending time with them. However, working out makes me a better person and sets a great example for them. Here's this paradigm that we all kind of like live in and we all have our situations like that, you know, like I work all day to be able to provide for my family, my kids, myself but I feel guilty for doing that because I don't spend enough time with them. And the one thing that I've realized is that a lot of these are just really short-term thinking problems. If we looked at life as a lot bigger picture, what the end goal is, a lot of these things wouldn't be so detrimental to us. I will be around my kids for the rest of our lives. As long as I make them a priority, they don't necessarily need to be the priority every minute of every day. Because I also need to be a priority to myself every day. I can consistently put food and shelter and clothes in my children's lives for the rest of our lives. So working not a bad thing. Because we are going to have an abundance of time in the long run. If uh, I focus on it today, it's a lot harder for a pill to swallow. So I can kind of see how I get into this, this trap. But I think there's a lot of coaching down that road too. But bringing ourselves back to looking at things from a, a lot longer term perspective. I feel the balance. When I start thinking like that, I feel the balance come into my life because all the smaller problems don't seem as big. Because I really get the perspective that they are smaller problems. Now, one thing that actually really forced me to think, and I think a lot of us do this, is you do do you forfeit your own value By comparing yourself to others. And why do you want to be like them? What does it mean to you to be like somebody else? But how many times have you heard this ad? Be like Mike. And I really started to think, yeah. Be like Mike. You know, like, I've heard that. But why do I want to be like Mike? Yeah, Michael Jordan's a great basketball player. Well-known, well-traveled, tons of money, In crazy gambler, been in movies, been on TV, celebrity. Why do I want to be like Mike? What happened to the commercials that said, be like Blake? I think that would be a, a great commercial to be able to run. Isn't that interesting? It's like these subtle cues that we get every day. How many more examples are that? I'm sure that you're probably mauling in your mind and maybe some examples that came to you when I said that. Why do we want to be like anybody else? My value for me is immediately going to drop when I want to be like somebody else or have what somebody else has. Because the only concept that that has is that I don't have that. And I don't have enough. But if I focus on me and what I have right now, it becomes enough, because I just want to be like me. This is where it wraps into this concept that they talked about here at, at onsite of that self care is never selfish. It's necessary. Imagine if we were told that repeatedly. Self-care is never selfish. It is necessary. Self-care can be reading a book, going for a walk, working out, gardening, going to work, spending time with your kids, spending time alone, spending time with your spouse or significant other. The only person in this world that can clearly define what self-care is is you. Because when you sit there with your eyes closed and you feel the presence with inside you, what does it say? What does it say that it wants? And when it's at unrest, what can you do to fix that? Nobody can define that. People can offer suggestions of what may or may not have helped them or give you regurgitated information or what they've heard have may or may not have helped other people but if you take the time to be aware enough of yourself it'll tell you you will tell you you know what is important and when you define that when you understand that it is absolutely not selfish to do whatever it takes for you to feel connected with yourself it is necessary for self-care. It's never selfish. I want that branded in my brain. I've repeatedly told myself that. So I think it's, it's key. It's necessary. It's That's the education we need as human beings. That kind of education. When they talked about the first step in valuing yourself is not being are not believing other people's narrative of you, but creating your own. Are you living this story that's been prescribed to you by others, or again, are you listening to that that energy, that soul, that intuition, that driving force inside you that's that's writing this story every day of your life? Are you listening to that? Are you listening to other people's version or variation that sucks you in, that pulls you in, whether it be positive or negative? It doesn't always have to be negative. It can be the most positive, greatest feeling, greatest perspective, greatest version of you that other people want to continually tell you. But if it's not something that you connect with, it's not your own narrative, it's not your own story. How much time do you take out to be able to understand whether or not that is your story or not? And is your self-worth based on what you need from me versus what I need from myself? I think we latch on to others for things that we need, especially today. But what do I need from myself? What do I need from me to feel that balance? The last part of this self-worth day that it was just completely eye-opening to me. And I've talked a lot about this with people around me in the last few days. So I want you to think about this. I want you to kind of clear your mind if if you're driving, if you're listening while you're at work, if you're doing something. I just want you to take a minute out right now to really just bring this into your mind, into your heart. Are you performing for the world to find your worth? Or are you presenting the authentic you? That's some real good fat to chew on, isn't it? Are you performing for the world to find your self-worth? So as I was going through this, I made a a note on the back of my page. I want you to connect with the first thing that you think of when I say this. I kind of wrote down this rule of sixes. There's 24 hours in a day and there's four things that predominantly are going to run all of our lives. So if there's 24 hours a day and I think of this rule of sixes and these four things, this is four categories of six hours. If I think of like what a utopian balance my life would be, is six hours for work, six hours of family and friends for family and friends, six hours for myself, and six hours for sleep. Now, of course, they're not always going to be this perfect utopian six, six, and six, six every day. But the more point behind that is, is when I wrote down six hours for myself in a day. God, that just seems so unreasonable. It seems so unreasonable that I would write down that I would spend six hours on myself every day. God, that's so bad, isn't it? How is it that spending six hours on yourself every day seems dirty, seems wrong? How is that okay? Because I could easily justify spending 18 hours working three times more and then leave a six hour chunk for myself, sleep, and family and friends. How does that make any sense? Does it? But again, we're never taught. Well, I was never taught a lot of people I know are either never taught to really think about how can I prioritize myself today, feel great about it, never feel selfish, and just know that this is going to be the best for me and by proxy, everybody around me. You know, but then also it's like, what would I even do with six hours? And again, it's not that you have to spend six hours. It's, it's the point of that you've chosen to carve a portion out of the day every day to be able to do something that allows you to be able to understand your self-worth and increase your self-worth to you. Not the self-worth that you feel like you're projecting to the world. It's so you can increase your self-worth to you and you alone. So then we kind of dabble a little bit into this self-awareness and you can see how these two really pull at each other. It was one one of the questions that's put out there is, do you know and understand your own character? But how could you really, if you don't even take the time out to understand, if the thoughts and the feelings that you associate with are actually yours? And this is where it comes back to looking into the mirror and looking in the mirror long enough that you stop lying to yourself and really understand what you actually see. And this is breaking down the act that we're putting on every day. This is breaking down on these prescribed ideas of be like Mike. This is breaking down everything, and just getting deep inside ourselves and understanding and being so self-aware that you can understand your self-worth and start to build from there. Getting into the area of observing yourself instead of judging yourself. How many times do you think you judge yourself in a day? I think it's really easy to judge ourselves, but how many times in our day do we do we find ourselves abundantly loving ourselves? Because it seems weird to even say, "Oh, I just I spent some time loving myself today." People are like, "Like fucking crazy!" I'm like, "Oh man, that doesn't even sound good coming out of your mouth. Doesn't sound good saying it or thinking it." And you seem a little that person for saying, I'm going to spend some time loving myself today. But if you're like, man, I spent a lot of time judging myself today. People would be like, Oh, yeah, man, I totally did too. It's like this, this community table that we can all sit at where judging yourself becomes easier to actualize and easier to talk about, and almost seemingly more righteous to talk about than sitting down at this community table and being like, I really just loved myself today a lot. You know, and then it comes into this question. I'm posed of, do you actually know what you're doing with your life? This is not just getting up and mindlessly going to work every day. This is not any of those concepts. This is, do you actually know what you're doing with your life? The purpose, the awareness of you, the awareness of your self-worth, the awareness of your direction. Do you actually know? Getting into this area of do you actually have real self-esteem or do you just tell yourself that you do? Getting into this area of that if somebody gives you a compliment, your first reaction is I have to give a compliment back. You can't just accept that compliment and sit with it and enjoy it. Because there's also a lot of a compliment where somebody's just waiting for a compliment in return. I ran into this concept a couple years ago and I was with a client of mine and she was giving me a compliment and I sit there and I said, yeah, thank you. Like, that's really nice of you to say that because I, I can't remember what book I was reading, but they were talking about this is not exchanging compliments. But when somebody gives you a compliment, just accepting it instead of making it an exchange. And when I did this, when I was actually working on this in real time, she said to me, well, aren't you going to compliment me back? And I was dumbfounded. It was like this scenario that had been painted for me that I was completely oblivious to. It's actually real. And I was shocked. You know, maybe it'll happen to you, maybe you would known if you start being aware, if we're just in this compliment exchange. But then the next time somebody gives you a compliment, just sit with it and just enjoy it. Because if they're authentically presenting themselves to you, that compliment is genuine. And you should just sit with it and let it marinate in your mind and your body and understand how you actually feel when somebody gives you that compliment. One of my notes from yesterday, February 1st, and the Self-Awareness Day, was if you don't know yourself, if you aren't aware enough of who you are, and if you don't understand your self-worth, how do you respect yourself? The question I thought about for me is, how do I respect myself if I don't know Who I truly am. When you sit and look at yourself in the mirror long enough that all the layers start to peel away and you get to that person. And if you're not living a life that you actually connect with, how do you respect that? How do we respect ourselves? And then this is a food for thought question that I I still need to mull over for a day, a week, or a month. May or may not come back to this on the podcast, but I want to put this out to you. Is intuition emotional or literal? Or is it both? I really don't know. Maybe you do. And if you do, it's good on you. Send me an email. DM me. Send me your perspective. So there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of meat and potatoes there, you guys. So um, hope you enjoy. Hope it forces you to stop and think and just take a moment for yourself today and understand where your self awareness and where your self worth lies. What does that mean to you? Happy Groundhog Day, everybody.